all those things you do. Amen, children of God. The Lord bless each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We do thank God for another opportunity to thank him, to reverence him, to appreciate him for all that he is, all that he has done, and all that he is going to do as we are trusting that God has even better things ahead for those of us who follow him. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled God's Mission and for My Life Has Not Changed. God's mission for your life and for my life has not changed. Now, we may jump out there and try to do some different things, but God's mission for our life remains the same. That's why it behooves us to find out what God's mission is so that we can be busy doing just that. We looked at capital A in our outline when you have turned back. Sometimes we find ourselves on this walk with God moving in the wrong direction, uh, and we need to turn back. Luke 22 and 32, Mark 14, 27, capital B. Uh, the, the fish don't change the mission. The fish don't change the mission. In other words, what God has to use to chastise you and me, what God has to use to confine you and me or to imprison or to hold us back from doing our own thing, that doesn't change the mission. We looked earlier today at Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. Well, that was our scripture, but we had gotten down actually uh, to verse 6. Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says, But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. Now, we said capital B, the fish don't change the mission. We're going to just take back off from where the Lord had us earlier today. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you. 
we magnify you. We reverence you. We appreciate you, Father, for the privilege to be able to come together and lift up your most holy name. Again, Father, we thank you for so many things you have done to us, through us, and for us. If we had 10,000 tongues, we could not praise you enough. As you have done things to us, for us, and through us that we cannot even fathom or comprehend. But, Father, what we do know, we say thank you, and we give you the reverence, the honor, the glory. We pray, Father, as we study tonight to show ourselves approved unto you, that we will be workmen who need not to be ashamed, but who rightly divide your word of truth, that your people in the four corners of the earth may hear and be edified, strengthened, encouraged, convicted, and converted, and whatever else you have deemed necessary for your word to do in our lives. Do these things for us, Father, and we will be most careful to continue to give your name, which is above all other names, all glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. The Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. Now, and the Lord is just immediately saying to me that even though the fish almost killed Jonah, it didn't kill Jonah. And the fish helped get Jonah back on his God-ordained mission. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? Well, there are going to be some fishes in your life, child of God. It's like there's been some fishes in my life. Fishes just represent some situations that God just had to let you go through. It almost killed you, hurt you real, real bad, embarrassed you, real, real messy, real, real terrible. But God said the fish didn't kill you. I want to let you know under the sound of my voice, whatever fish you have been through, whatever fish you have experienced, if you under the sound of my voice, it didn't kill you either. It has helped to bring us to a place. The fish helped bring Jonah to a place of his God-ordained destiny, your fish and my fish. Sometimes we look back in our life and we say, oh, if we hadn't gone through this or if we hadn't gone through that, sometimes we think maybe we would have been in better shape. But the reality is we may have been in worse shape because it, it, some of those terrible situations, some of those terrible hurts and terrible pains are what helped to wake some of us up or what helped to bring some of us to a place of maturity, or what helped get some of us to start doing what God wanted us to do. The Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, not to kill Jonah. Understand that the trials that you have been through, my brother and my sister, they were not to kill you. Because if they would have killed you, you wouldn't be hearing me now. If they were meant, If God had meant them to kill you, you wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be here now. The Bible says the Lord provided a fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. Now understand this about every fish that God provides. There is only a certain amount of time that God wants you and I to spend in it. Jonah had three days and three nights. See, some of you all got to go through a season of poverty. Some of, you all gotta go, uh, some of us got to go through a season of pain. Some of us got to go through a season of, of uh, it's a season. Three days and three nights. God said, that's it. Now, my encouragement to you under the sound of my voice, Jonah got the message in three days and three nights. Some of us take 25 years before you get the message. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, the quicker you get the message inside the fish, the quicker you can be what? Released. Whatever that terrible situation is, 
Some people go to jail, and their first night in jail, they have learned enough not to commit any more crimes. Some jokers spend 50 years in jail and still thinking, if I could just get out tomorrow, I'd, I'd, I'd rob somebody. That means you haven't gotten the message. So how fast do you get the message? And first of all, do you realize that you're in a fish? Well, you say, Apostle, what is a fish? A, sit, a fish is any situation, it's a terrible situation, that God really didn't want to have to carry you through. God really didn't, have to, really didn't want to have to put you in. But because you just kept right on pushing in your craziness, God said, I'm going to have to wake this joke up. See, the storm didn't get it for Jonah. Being thrown into the sea didn't get it for Jonah. The winds and the waves crashing against the boat didn't get it for Jonah. See, some of y'all out there understand my voice, God done told you through his prophet, through his apostle. Ah, oh, you won't try to hear that. Some of you all understand my voice, God done let you see it right there in the scripture. Ah, oh, you didn't want to hear that. Some of you all understand my voice, God done spoke directly into your, your you didn't want to hear that. So God said, all right, we'll fix this. Fish, go get him. Lack, go get him. Sickness, go get him. Joblessness, go get him. Poverty, go get him. See, you got to understand, a fish takes different, what, forms and different shapes. For Jonah, it was a fish. All right, well, for, for God said, I know, I know, God said, look, I knew a great big fish swallowing Jonah wake him up. God know what it's going to take for you and I to wake us up. Remember, we went over early and we came down to verse 6. Jonah was asleep. The captain had to wake Jonah up. And that's where we're taking off, Jonah 1 and 6. The captain went to Jonah and said, how can you sleep? In other words, captain said, don't you discern that something is very, very wrong here? You, you, you know, you don't, you don't grasp the gravity of this situation. Some of you all, I had to share with one of the saints coming in right now with, an, with another, another individual that they used to attend to us, and I ended up sharing with, with one of the saints earlier. I said, they, they, this individual needed to understand that the same thing that they sowed, because I had to, I had to reap it, because I had sowed it as a young man, got upset and just decided I was going to just leave my father and had to reap that. And I had to share with one of the saints earlier. I said, this individual needs to understand that they're going to have to reap that same thing. I, I couldn't escape it because I did it. I couldn't escape it because I sold it. And they're not going to be able to escape it because they sold it. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? If it is mandatory that you and I reap what we have sown, for God's sake, let us sow seeds that we don't mind reaping. For God's sake, let us sow seeds that we won't mind reaping. Jonah's sleep, symbolic of not really aware of the gravity of the situation. Don't realize that, 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 that this is something very, very... How can you sleep? Get up. Call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Now, we talked about this earlier. When you're dealing with folk that's in open rebellion to God, you need to understand that, that, that the captain said we might perish too. 
we, we it happens to look, we, we, I, I understand that we might perish here, messing around with you, because Jonah was the reason, Jonah was the cause. How many times have, have parents of young rebellious children, let's say you got a son or a daughter involved in drugs or involved in gangs, rival gang come by and shoot up the whole house? Well, they meant to get maybe that individual, but you just happened to be cooking some eggs in the kitchen. And now you got a bullet. You might have been just laying in your bed. Now a bullet done ripped through your shoulder. Why? Because you got an individual that's there that's bringing trouble on the whole what? House. There are some businesses that have gone out of business because of the mistakes of one individual. There have been some churches that have been closed because of the mistakes of one individual. There have been some marriages and families that have been broken up because of the mistakes of one individual. Jonah, call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us. Captain said, Jonah, you know, you are affecting us. There have been games that have been lost by the, because of the mistakes of one individual. Here, ship is about to be, the sail is about to be destroyed because of one individual. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. Now, this is wisdom. This is wisdom. Some of you all understand my voice. You ain't even got this. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Anytime there is calamity. We need, to, we need to find out. I'm not saying we need to cast lots because that's the way they did in the Old Testament. We need to find out who is responsible for this. When there is calamity, I don't care whether it's calamity in the family, calamity in the marriage, calamity in the church, calamity in the business. When you run into calamity, you better know that calamity has a root. Somebody is responsible for the calamity. All right, one of the things is, is going back to Achan. When the nation of Israel went into the promised land, they were told not to take any of the devoted things. God had given strict orders. Achan got him a, a, a robe, got him a piece of gold, got him one or two items, hid them in his tent. And as a result, the whole Israelite community was now uh, uh, at risk of, of being defeated. It's when there's calamity, it's important to find out Who's causing it? Now, you know, and God said, Robert, they got sense enough to know that if uh, they in a boat and water's coming in a boat, you got sense enough to try to find the what? Find out the leak. Find out the spot. If you got a leak in your house, all of a sudden your water bill is, is normally it's only $50 a month. All of a sudden it's $300 a month. You got sense enough to find out where, because obviously there is a, Leak, obviously, we, we need to find out where the problem is. Well, so it is when it comes down to, to people. Your business is not failing for nothing out there under the sound of my voice. Your church is not failing for nothing. Your family is not failing for nothing. There is always a reason for calamity. There's always a reason for failure. There's always a reason for, for, for things not working like they're supposed to work. If your car don't work, there's a reason. The reason why we can't go out there and crank up one of the cars. There's a reason. 
Your television won't play right. There's a reason. Your blender won't mix food. There's a reason. There's a reason. The soldier, the sailor, said, look, we need to find out the reason for this calamity. Soldiers say this is not a normal, this is not a normal occurrence here. This kind of calamity is not normal. The Bible says they cast lots, and a lot fell on Jonah. Now, casting lots in the old days, that was kind of symbolic of, of saying, in essence, we're going to turn this thing over to the Lord. We're going to let the Lord show us. One of the last ones that they cast lots in, the, in you read about casting lots in the, in, the, in the Scripture. In the New Testament, they cast lots to see who would replace Judas. A lot fell on uh, Matthias. That was a way of saying, in essence, Lord, you, you show, us, show us what's going on here. So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble on us. What do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. This terrified them, and they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. Now, here, uh-huh, uh-huh. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Some of you all, now, they were partly responsible for the mess that they were in. Why? Because they knew he was running from the Lord. And they welcomed him aboard. Now, even in the natural, you can get in serious trouble by harboring a fugitive. Now, we're talking natural terms now. So you all going you mess around, your son done robbed the bank, and he all over. I got a former student messed around and got her a little jail time. Had two sons. His sons used to be right in the, right in the summer camp right here, right here with us. I remember the, the, the youngest one. He was about four or five years old. Little light-skinned fellow, little heavy set, feet kind of turned in, eyes a little crossed. And he and I just kind of had a little special little thing every morning when we would meet. I'd be like, his name, I don't want to give his name, but I'd say his name, and, and then I'd say a little thing, too sweet to be sour, too young to be old, too hot to be cold. Well, he would just smile. I'd be like, oh, pastor. He's the cutest little fella. Grew up and became a natural-born killer. Shot through the the police come knock on the door or what was it police or marshal or whoever sheriff knock on the door hit these boys down in the rough rough neighborhood shot through the door killed the marshal went on the run manhunt all over the news all over everything him and his brother him and his brother and come to find out that the mother who was a former student of mine had been helping them while they were on the run. Well, when they caught up with the boys and then they found out the mother had been helping while they was on the run, they got her too. Harboring what? Fugitive. Well, this is in the natural. This is in the natural. See? Well, how much more trouble do you think you can get yourself in harboring a fugitive from God? Instead of taking somebody in that's trying to run from God, what you better tell them to look, you need to stay on wherever you was at and go ahead on and do what God is telling you to do. The Bible says they had already, they, because he had already told them so. And watch this. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. 
Now, here's the thing. With all this going on, the storm, they done threw the cargo over, the sea is getting rougher and rougher, and, you know, all of this is going on, and Jonah still ain't got it, that he need to go ahead on and do what God said. See, that's why some folk just got to be beat with poverty all day life. That's why some folk just got to be beat with sickness all day life. That's why some folk just got to be beat with lack all day life. Because God is trying to get us to wake up. God is trying, what we say we're talking about? God's mission. God's saying, I'm, look, I'm trying to get you back on mission. Look at Jonah. Jonah don't say, look, all right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go on and do what God say. Y'all turn this ship around and take me to uh, Nineveh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Pick me up, throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that this is my fault and this great storm has, has come upon you. Look at that. You say, you say, Apostle, what's driving me? Some folk know they're the cause of, of your problems in your life. Some folk know. Some folk know that they, they, they the reason why, why you was going through, why you was. Some folk know. We talked some time ago. Everybody that's doing wrong, everybody that's doing wrong, some people know. Jonah said, I know it's my fault that this great storm has come upon you. But watch this now. Instead, the men did their, their best to row back to land, but they could not. For the sea grew even wilder than before. See, some of y'all understand my voice. It's time to get off the merry-go-round. Your life is going from wild to wilder because you don't want to do what God says. Some of you all understand my voice. Your life is at a level of wildness that you can't even explain. And God is sitting on the throne saying, when is that boy or girl going to wake up and realize that it's because you're not doing what I want you to do? God's mission for your life hasn't changed. See, all that wildness that you're going through, man, every time I go to the club, seems like they start fighting. Uh-huh. Man, every time I go down down that part, they start shooting at me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Getting wilder and wilder. And that's what happens when we're trying to go move away from God's mission for our life. Because the mission hasn't changed. Now, your calamity may, your catastrophes may, your disasters may, and what I mean by that is go from zero to 100. I was reading the other day some of the most expensive sports cars in the world. Some of the sports cars can go from zero to 60 in about two seconds. That means tick, tick, and it's already at 60 miles an hour. Well, you say, Apostle, what's driving? See, you don't want your calamities. You don't want God to have to do your calamities like that. You don't want God to have to do your, your catastrophes like that. Like just take you from zero to 60 in two seconds. Because don't you know, that if they got cars, men have come up with these cars that can move that fast. Some cars, they got expensive cars, cost you about four or uh, five million dollars. Some of them can drive almost 300 miles an hour. What in the world am I going to do in a car going three? That's half the speed of a plane. They got cars and some of these expensive sports cars that they make in it and go and travel almost 300 miles an hour. For what?
men tried. Instead, the men tried to The Bible says, then they cried to the Lord, O Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's knife. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, O oh Lord, have done as you please. Now, when you got folk that 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 that's in in rebellion like this, you know, this is a very important prayer because you know you you don't want you know people's dying in their rebellion for God to you know have to get you for that. But you know you got to separate from them. We just had an experience right around here not too long ago. An individual just didn't want to do right. We, we know we had to separate from them. Now, what happens to them while they are out there, Lord, we, we, we commit them into your hands. But we know we had to separate from them. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard. And the raging sea will come. Ain't it amazing how some folk, once you get them out your life, things can what? Settle right. <laughs> Settle right on that. Some folk, once you get them out your church, things can what? Settle right on down. Some folk, once you get them out of your department. Come on, children of God. Some folks, once, once you get them out your office. <laughs> my prayer for you out there under the sound of my voice is you not one of them that once folk get rid of you, everything start moving real, real smooth. <laughs> At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now watch this now, because we, we talked earlier today about how in this story, everybody everybody seemed to find the Lord except for Jonah, except for God's prophet. Everybody seemed to get things straight with God and do like God wanted and do like God said, except for Jonah. The story ended with Jonah with his mouth poked out. He went and did what God said, but, you know, he won't, he won't most thrilled and most happy about it. Here the soldiers are, I mean the sailors. I keep wanting to call them soldiers. Offering sacrifices to the Lord, making vows, feared the Lord, all kind of stuff. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. Now, you say, Apostle, what are you you trying to get us to understand? The soldiers, I keep saying soldiers, the sailors made their peace with God. They feared the Lord, offered sacrifices, you know, did all kind of things. And things smoothed out for them. But things for Jonah were really just getting started. Okay, okay, one of the things he's using as an example. We've shared some time ago that, that anybody ought to be able to tell you what's right. Even a drunk ought to be able to come up to you and say, look, yeah, 
just as drunk as he can be. And they look, yeah, don't you drink, don't you? Well, don't don't run him away or disregard what he say just because he's not following that advice. The advice is still good, even if he's not doing it. An unsaved person can, can call to be able to come up to you and tell you, look, Jesus Christ, you need to be saved. Well, just because he ain't saved, that don't mean that the advice that he is given won't good. Well, one of the saints used as an example. Here is Jonah rebelling just as hard as he can, but, but the, the, the sailors have looked at his situation and learned what not to do. As I've shared with you all a number of times, everybody can teach you one of two things, either what to do or what not to do. So God provides a fish for Jonah. God, watch this now. God calmed things down for the sailors, and God provides a fish for Jonah. Now, the question you've got to ask yourself out there on the sound of my voice, which, which, which life you want? Do you want a life where God is settling things and leveling things and smoothing things out? Or do you want a, God where, where you want a life where God is going off even further on the deep end? At least on a ship, you know, with the ship and the waves and the wind, you're not in there with fish guts and fish intestines and, and fish bile. Jonah was in a fish's stomach. Now, I ain't never been inside the stomach of anything, but I can imagine that's not pleasant business. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. Now, now I can't emphasize enough. The fish was meant to swallow Jonah, not kill Jonah, even though it, it, it was about. And if, you know, Jonah acknowledges in, in, in chapter 2, verse 7, that his life was ebbing away. The fish was meant to swallow Jonah, not kill Jonah. You say, oh, Apostle, what that mean? That mean that that last trial you went through, it was meant for you to go through it, not for you to die in it. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say that? Because if, if God meant it to kill you, you would have been gone. You wouldn't be hearing me right now. If you under the sound of my voice, I don't know what the trial you've been through. I don't know how many and how severe. It won't meant to kill you. Because if it did, you wouldn't be here. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Your fish is a teachable, it's a teachable environment. Unpleasant as it may be. Painful as it may be, it is a teachable environment. The Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. Now, you know, see, he got the message. He got the message. You know, this is something that, that we want to keep in mind. When calamity and tragedy strike, Lord, what's the message? Jonah, Jonah said, look, when my life, in Jonah chapter 2, verse 7, Jonah said, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. My prayer rose to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Lord, what I promise you, I'll do it. Lord, I, in other words, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. Now, how long you and I stay in the fish? A lot of time, it depends on how, how long do it take for you and I to say uncle. How long do it take for you and I to go ahead on and, and submit 
to what God's mission is or, or to do whatever it is. God, how long? How long is it going to take you now? From inside the fish, Jonah prayed. Now, all this other that we read about, all this other stuff that was going on, we don't read about Jonah praying not one bit. Like a lot of you all understand, my boy. Oh, you ain't ready to pray until calamity strikes. Now, all of a sudden, you want to see the pastor. You want a meeting with the pastor. Pastor couldn't find you as long as, as long as, uh, but now that calamity doesn't strike. You ready? To, you ready? To, you want to sit down and talk with pastor? You 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 want some counseling? You want some prayer? Uh-huh. See see and that's 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 you know, and not that that's the worst of the worst, because at least you coming then. Some folk go through calamity and go through uh, tribulation and trial and still don't want to try to hear from God. So that's we we thank God for that. But the better way is to stay in a com in a state of communion and fellowship with God. That's the better way. Because, see, if you do that right there, a lot of times God can warn you or God will warn you when something is coming. You know, my, my spirit goes to, to one, of, uh, uh, one of the deacons here. He got a good job, and the Lord told me to tell him to save half of what he made for six months. That was, that was the word God gave me. Tell him to save half of what he made for six months. Well, little did we know that at the end of them six months, that good job was going to be gone. Much like uh, Joseph. What did God tell Joseph? God told Joseph, said, look, tell Pharaoh that for these good years, you need to go and save up. Now, Joseph knew that the calamity was coming, but there's th- see, there's things that when calamity is coming, there's things that we can do that can help calamity not be as bad as it would have been if we'd have just been out there like a dummy. Now, you know your, you can, God warned you and said, look, you can have an accident in your car today. Well, what you going to start trying to do? If you know, you already know you're going to drive and God already told you you're going to have an accident, what are some of the stuff you would do? Drive more cautious, you know, put my seatbelt on. I was riding with one character one time in, in, in Nigeria. The Lord told me he going to, he, I mean, he's driving all crazy, almost hit some sheep and some goats and things. It was running across the street. He just driving right like God said, he's going to hit something. He's going to hit something today. Sure, and I think it was a sheep or a goat that he ended up hitting. Driving right, just driving right face. God said, he's going to hit something. I didn't say nothing. And sure enough, for the end of the day, bam, run right into something. So if we know that something is coming that is, mo- is not most pleasant, we can go in and start preparing for it. I'm not talking about you, you know, you trying to, trying to avoid. If God didn't already told you that something is going to happen, well, the Bible tells us it's appointed unto man once death in the judgment. You know death is coming out there. How crazy are you going to be to not make preparations for it? You know you got to stand before the Lord. I hope you do. I hope the devil ain't deceived you that bad. You know God said you know you got to stand before me. What kind of fool does not get prepared? God said you, you know this. God said, every man will give an account of the deeds he has done while in mortal body. God said, you're going to give an account, Robert, for everything you have done in these bodies. I'm like, all right, Lord, what I need to do? God said, get ready. Don't be doing a whole lot of crazy stuff that when you stand before me, I'm going to have to get you for. We, there's certain things we know is coming. Get prepared. Let me get this straight. Hurricane coming, you ain't going to get no food. You ain't going to get no water. 
You know the, 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 the hurricane, they done told you the hurricane coming. You ain't trying to get no... You, See, that's, that's, all, that's lunacy when you know stuff is coming and you don't make preparations. Let me get this straight. Wife, eight months pregnant, you ain't got no baby clothes. You ain't got no crib. You ain't got nowhere for the baby. Huh? Make preparation. Let me get this straight. You know that the groom is coming, foolish virgins, and you ain't got no oil for your lamps. Make preparations. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you for everything you've shared with us. We pray that your people have been encouraged, strengthened, and uplifted at the preaching and teaching of your word. We give you all glory, all honor, and praise for who you are and what you do. Forgive us, Father, for our lack of preparation. Forgive us, Father, for our, the, the, the Jonah or the stubbornness and the uh, disobedience in us, Father, and we pray that you keep leading and guiding us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake, that, that we may be willing and obedient children, you know, not stubborn and rebellious, but, Father, we just, we just pray for more willingness to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. Father, as you do these things for us, we'll be very careful and very cautious to continue to give your name all glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray, amen and amen. Question. Once once some people are put out, what happens? Once some people are put out. Question two. Yeah. Uh, be more specific on that one. Uh, What 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 do we need to do when calamity comes? What do we need to do when calamity comes? Somebody else, give me a question. All right, what does the fish in our story represent in our lives? What does the fish represent? Since you can reach us through email at thechristensearchchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.archurch.com, backslash member, backslash, backslash, TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk to you homepage. God bless you in heaven, smiling you in Jesus' name. Amen.